Hello, this is Jay Nog, the Tech Stuff Guy, and I want to say something before the show starts. JL has no clue I'm doing this, but this needs to be said. JL has the best Trump impression in the world. We all know it. No one comes close. And I've known JL for over 10 years. We've been doing this podcast for over two years, and he's an extremely talented comedian. On Twitter, I'm seeing some people compare JL's Trump impression to a very popular TikTok lip sync videos, which are funny. The New York Times had a story on this person, Seinfeld tweeted at this person, and this person was on Ellen also. JL actually does the impression. It is actually JL's voice. He writes the material, the jokes are his, and it's actually his voice you are hearing, and it's hilarious. I'm asking all the Mapigas for a favor for this one episode. I'm not even going to plug the Patreon. Please go on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, whatever your social media is, and share one of JL's Trump videos and tag the New York Times, tag Ellen, tag Seinfeld, because in this fucked up world we live in, the best Trump impression out there should get the credit and not someone pretending to say words that they didn't even write. Justice must be served, my mapigas. So please do this. And now, this week's episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog. And we are here, of course, with the President of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, it's been a crazy week. How are you really? We are strong. We're doing great. Things are looking up. I think we're going to have great prosperity soon. It's a tough time, okay? We hate what happened to George Foreman. This was one of the great... This was a terrible Mr. Thing. President, George Foreman uh, was a boxer. It's George Floyd, not Foreman. You might want to get that correct. No, no. What I'm saying is our Foreman grill broke in the White House. And this is, you know, this is a real problem. That, that's a, that is a problem. I don't know how you're going to cook your steak now. I didn't know you. you I love you, the Foreman grill. I, I miss the Foreman grill. Like we had a moment of silence in the White House for it because nothing quite makes a steak super well done like a Foreman grill. It's like it only has one setting. You can't even make a steak or a hamburger any other way on a Foreman grill. Extra well done. That's how it cooks everything. It's so convenient. Mr. President, I don't. I'm not going to tell you what you should be talking about or not be talking about, but do you think right now with the chaos that's going on in our country in the middle of a pandemic and almost turning into a race war in our country, do you think the, the breaking of your George Foreman grill is what we should be really talking about right now? Well, you know, they want the personal, you know, the listeners, as you know, maybe you don't know, I don't know if you listen to the show since this is your first time co-hosting. But they want that personal connection. That's why, they, that's why they are making podcasts great again people, because they want the personal connection. It's not just the fake news and the big political stories. So I just thought I would start by discussing, you know, a loss that I had this week, which was strong. And, you know, I had that George Foreman grill for my entire time in the White House so far. And it was one of the clear ones with you put the bun warmer. You like can warm the bun in the top. <laughs> so no, it's, I, you know, I know everybody's got their problems. We're dealing with COVID. We're dealing with Antifa. We're dealing with so many things, but I thought, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes there's just personal losses that you have to deal with too. So the, you know, rest in power, form and grill with the turquoise bun warmer top. Well, I, that's, that's, not, that's, I'm sorry to hear about your forming grill and I appreciate the personal touch, but there are a lot bigger issues that we need to talk about. Uh, I don't know the, the riots and protesters going on after George Floyd, who was murdered by a police officer in, in daylight that was caught on camera. 
and there are protesting going on around the country, riots actually around the world, and riots happening. These riots are being caused by other people, uh, people infiltrating like white nationalist group. What can you tell me about the protesting and the riots that are going on and what you, you plan on doing. You did speak tonight on this. Can you give Strong, us more information? Yeah, we, before, right before doing this important episode, because it's an important episode for the people. Uh, this episode means a lot to me because what we're trying to do is we want, we basically want to shoot first at this point. We're, we're done with the protesters and the Antifa. It's Antifa. These are vicious leftist armies going and destroying our cities and we have to stop them and we're now enforcing strong law and order okay very strong law and order and we're going to do it and we're going to do it by no matter what we are not going to lose we will not lose trust me we have the military we have great second amendment people we are not going to lose this battle now, Mr. President, these protesters, a lot of the violence that's happening are, aren't even from the people who are really protesting. A lot of these people who are protesting for the true cause are trying to get people to stop the violent behavior. The police officers are actually joining in on some of these marches, making them very peaceful. And you talked about... I call those, I call those weak police. Weak, weak police. Is it, that's what you call the police Well, they're afraid. They're afraid to enforce the law, so they want to be very friendly. I want cops that aren't afraid to enforce the law. Well, can I ask you a question? The protesters in Michigan for the reopening of Michigan. Strong they, patriots, you mean? The strong patriots? Well, they were, they were white people. They were, they were armed to the gills, and they were, they were threatening um, the, the governor to, to open the city. We call her that woman. We, excuse me, we refer to her as that woman. Okay, well that woman as you'd like me to refer to her as and those protesters were fine they were better why, than fine they were strong patriots why are these protesters who are protesting the murder of an innocent man why aren't these protesters strong and powerful well some of them are and we're going to have to use strong force to stop them but no when you have great american patriots okay who walk in with their guns, honoring the Second Amendment, and, and scream at police officers with AR-15s, and they get in their face with loaded weapons and scream in their faces. That's called great patriotism. But when you're like a black teen running around in the street, that's called anarchy. I, I think that is, that's a very racist statement, Mr. President. How, how are you? Well, if you're a Latino teen as well, and even some of these Antifa people are crazy whites from like, we call them crazy whites. Now, some of these white people who are protesting from the videos I see, they look like posers and trying to just cause destruction. And then I agree about those people, but I'd say more than 90% of the people are out there for the right reasons who don't want violence, who just want change, who want to make an impact and want their voices heard. And there are some bad people who are ruining it, but a lot of these bad people are white nationalist groups where these racist websites are calling for these people to come and start these riots. If you look at the videos of these riots, many of them started by masked white people who break windows and then walk away. So I don't think it's this black teen who's 16 years old or this Latino teen who you're saying is causing the problems. Really, it's, it's, it's white people who are causing these problems. Well, that's a very racist statement. <laughs> How is that a racist statement? You're blaming an entire group. You're saying that white people riot. Right? White people are great Americans, just like other groups of Americans. Some would say they're even better people. They're even better, stronger people. Mr. President, it... Tape can't lie, just like the video. Excuse of me, the hips, hips don't lie. Hips. Right. That, that, that's from a song, Mr. President. But we're, we're talking about the news right now. This is something Shaquille. Serious. That was Shaquille. Remember Shaq? Sha 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 Wasn't it Shakira? 
Shaq did the uh, Hips Don't Lie. It's a good, good song. Shaquille O'Neal with Fushnikins did Hips Don't Lie. The, I don't think you're allowed to say that word. Fushnikins? It's a rap it group. Well, a rap you said group. It again, and I'm not sure. It sounds like it might be kind of a word that you're not supposed to say. That's not true. And Mr. President, you're calling all the governors weak for not uh, basically retaliating with violence against their own people. Yeah, there you nailed it. I don't know what you wanted <laughs> me to add to that. That's exactly what I said. That doesn't make any sense, Mr. President. Isn't freedom of speech? That's the, that's the First Amendment. Freedom of speech. People are allowed to say what they want. That's why you are allowed to be in the KKK in this country, and you're allowed to actually. I only talk attended about it. meetings. Excuse me. I only attended meetings. Not a member. That's fake news. I wasn't even accusing you of of attending the meetings. And why were you at the meetings? Excuse me. We're talking about bigger issues right now, aren't we? Aren't we talking about like? Riots and Antifa and why are you Queen Latifa? By the way, we're hearing nasty things about. It's not Queen Latifa. It's it's Antifa. It's it's a political organization. They're bit on the anarchist side, but I don't even think these people are causing most of the damage here. A lot of them are white nationalists and. You're talking about the First Amendment. You keep mentioning the Second Amendment, right to bear arms. Second Amendment, Second Amendment. Second. It's the First Amendment. It should be freedom of speech. Voices need to be heard excuse right me, now. Change. Excuse me. Did you ever watch David Letterman? You remember this guy, David Letterman? Yeah, he was a late night talk show host. Remember he had, no a, top, he had a top 10 list. He was, he was like famous for these sort of lists of 10 yes. things. That's why they called it the top 10. The second thing on the list was always the funniest. And then the first one was like anticlimactic and like not as funny. That was like part of the pattern. That's what the founding people, the people that founded the Constitution, we call them founding, founding, uh, founding men. Fathers. Well, I don't know if all of them were fathers, but they were the, the founding men. Okay. And I think they did the same thing. They said, just like David Letterman, we should have the Second Amendment be the strongest amendment and the first amendment will be like the one that's actually not as strong so i think the second amendment under the letterman law principle is i would say the most important amendment well didn't letterman really get it from the founding fathers shouldn't it be like the amendment principle because really the second amendment is the strongest and the first one is kind of like eh, it's called the letterman amendment principle it's where you get lap dance from, L-A-P, and you dance. Now, Mr. President, the, these protesters you want force being used, and tonight would be the third night of protesting. Governor Cuomo has actually put a curfew at 11 p.m. in New York State. There are a lot of curfews going around uh, all over the country. Now, tonight, if it gets less violent, I feel like we're going in the right direction but what would cause you to bring in martial law to these cities? Well, if we see more stores burning, if we see police, our great police being attacked, you know, if there's generally unsafe, there's, it's starting to get worse and worse, even though, you know, even though we're all doing very strongly in America under Trump, but it's getting a little worse and, you know, what I'm hoping, to be honest, is that a lot of these protesters get the COVID and go bye-bye. And, <laughs> and then what we do is we call that killing two, it's called, it's a famous phrase. You kill two, two things with, a, with, a, with a, it's called, you kill two protesters with one AR-15. It's a famous phrase. So, I don't COVID, you know, COVID is going to maybe make a comeback with the protesters and we'll see what happens. Well, let's not hope a bunch of protesters die. It is dangerous that everyone is out and so close together and no social distancing, but it's, it's, they're doing it for a bigger cause, I feel. And um, Mr. Mr. President, I, I know you've been very busy, but did you have a chance this week to actually check out 
there was UFC fights again. I know you're friends with Dana White. Were you able to to check them out this past weekend? They were free on ESPN. I here's the thing. I'll let you know before we we talk about our great sponsor. I want to let you know that I don't actually watch as much UFC as I want to, even though I have great respect for Dana White. Is and the reason is because I have private fights. I saw this movie Django Unchained like a little while ago when I was doing my run through Netflix. And he used to have these things called Mandingo fights. Okay. I don't know if you heard this, but we'd have two big blacks fight brutally. Mr. President, you should not be bringing these stories up right now. I don't No, think. no, it's okay. It's we're sharing with the Mapigas. And <laughs> what we would do is what I realized is I said, well, if Leonardo, you know, environmental Prius, the Prius, Leonardo de Prius can do a, a Mandingo fight, then I should be able to. So what I do is I have, I pay homeless men from DC to come in and fight. So it's like I have my own UFC live in the basement of the White House. So it's, I don't watch as much UFC as I want to because I have like, you know, we call it TFC, Trump Fighting Club. <laughs> Well, this is not the Trump fighting club, but this past week, the main event was uh, Tyron Woodley, who came, uh, he hasn't fought in a while, and versus Gilbert Burns, and I went with my gut because Woodley hasn't fought in a while, put money on Burns, one on Burns on betonline.ag. Mr. President, there's no shortage of action going on. Our exclusive partner, betonline.ag. We have NASCARs back. BetOnline has hundreds of games, events, and sports to still get in on, including the UFC. You can bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC, or even participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style simulation uh, NFL tournament that you can enter for free. So you can enter for free and win money. That's a plus. And coming up next Sunday, of course, if you've ever seen uh, The Last Dance, Bet Online has ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling The Final Dance. So that, you got to check that out. I think it's streaming on betonline.ag. And visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action bet online your online wagering solution that's betonline.ag so you have any wagers to make go to betonline.ag now mr president twitter you had a beef with twitter excuse me i'm on betonline.ag i'll talk <laughs> okay. to you in 10 seconds okay, you tell I'm me sorry. to get on you say get on the get on the app i get on the app and then you're interrupting me disrespectful to our sponsor okay BetOnline.ag. I want to show them great. They've shown us great respect. You're you're being disrespectful, and I like that. We'll get we'll get some people in front of you with some shotguns soon. I I sure hope not. Well, if you can be more respectful to me and the sponsors, then we'll we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, you had your beef with Twitter. Is is that done yet? Because Twitter flagged you for. Um, misinformation, not factual information. How it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace what they did. I'm, I'm the most factual person probably in the world right now. And for them to do that was so nasty and so disgusting. And they're so, you saw what Mark Zuckerberg did. He, he's not going to do that because he cares about this country and he respects the presidency. So Zuckerberg is not doing is we, we he's, he's being very respectful and letting conservative voices be heard. Unlike uh, Beardo McFuckface over at Twitter. <laughs> Do you, th you're, you're happy that, that Zuckerberg is letting people put lies on social media for people to believe as truth. Well, it's not lies. He's just respecting great conservative voices and perspective it's called the perspective but if what happens if you, the perspective is false and can put harm in, and, and and put people in danger uh well it's uh is that going to help me get reelected? 
So it's just all about you. It really doesn't matter. No, I'm asking, would that, would that hypothetical, would that help me get reelected? Keeping people safe. I think it would. Yeah. No, what you said, what you said about like making people believe other things because. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, probably if people were believing things that aren't the truth and Well and then it if was, it helps me get reelected and I'm the greatest president we've ever had, then everybody sort of wins. So by putting false information that people believe are facts that will help you win presidency, it's totally fine to put that out there. It is more than fine. It's called great. Like Tony the Tiger. Okay. Remember him? I remember him. I, I love Frosted Flakes. I think he was gay. Not, there's nothing wrong with it, but I felt like he was a little too, a little too much. Could have been more like Frosted Tips Flakes. <laughs> uh, you you really think Tony the Tiger is is, is gay? That... Well, he was. I mean, he really he, he as as. As some would say, he really worked those stripes. Mr. President, I think you're really looking into these commercials. They were just there to sell children cereal. Well, they were there to sell children on a certain, as I've talked to our great faith leaders, I think Tony the Tiger was there to sell our children on maybe an LGBTQ agenda. So you think Tony the Tiger was selling a lifestyle? It was, I thought it was a very, it was a, yes, I thought it was, I thought it was sort of changing lifestyles. (laughs) Who says great? Who says like that except a very flamboyant person? That's not true. My son listens, watches the show Daniel Tiger. It's about a little tiger from Mr. Rogers, and he says great, and everything's well, right, you know, he's terrific and stuff right, like he's, that. He's because uh, he's gay. <laughs> that's what that tiger is. He's gay. So that's, I think, why you have... You now have, see, you even proved my point. You have these other tigers following the Tony the Tiger gay tiger agenda. And that's okay. We love the LGBTQ people. They're great people. Some, well, a few of them. There's like two, two that are great. But I don't think that means that our, our great young people need to be exposed to gay tiger. Like we already have Tiger King. And, and, and nobody's brought that up. Nobody's brought up the connection. Okay. Between Tony Tony, the Tiger, Tiger King. Excuse me. You have Tony the Tiger walking around with gay cereal for decades. And then all of a sudden we get the corona and we're all at home. And this gay Tiger King shows up. And you're telling me there's no connection? There's a big connection. There's a very big connection. I think you'll find out. I I don't think there's a connection between Daniel Tiger, uh, the Tiger King, and Tony the Tiger, but you may have the newest conspiracy theory that I've ever heard. Frosted tips flakes. (laughs) Might as well have called them glitter flakes, okay? It was very obvious to me, believe me. I remember once when I was a little boy, I asked for frosted flakes, and my great father, Fred Trump, the great Fred Trump, he then brought in one of our, this isn't a tradition, by the way. This is just a story that stuck with me. He brought in our butler, okay, who was uh, a fairly muscular African-American. And he ordered him to remove his pants. And he put his penis next to my mouth. Now, I was eight years old at the time, so... It might have been a little, excuse me, it might have been a little appropriate, but we weren't PC. And my father, Fred, said, if you want to eat those gay flakes, you might as well go all the way, okay, and get this, uh, you know, this this burnt salami where the sun don't shine. If you're going to be into, into these, you know, LGBTQ tiger flakes, then why don't you go all the way? And I pushed the ball away. And Leonard picked up his pants and left the room. And uh, my father taught me a very valuable lesson. And I never even thought about Frosted Flakes ever again. Yeah. I mean, I think that would, uh, that would definitely uh, turn a child off to Frosted Flakes, Tigers, and Trigger 100%. So I guess your father did you a service and kept you healthy. I don't, I don't know. That's a very strange way of parenting, but... 
it well, worked, excuse I guess. Me, um, would you be, you have a son? I think you said you had a son. Yes, I do. If your son was president of the United States, would you not be proud? I would be proud. Well, then my father did a great job. <laughs> he did. I guess he did. I just, I just said it's very unorthodox way of parenting, but it worked. It worked great. And uh, to speak, to use a term that Tony the Tiger said, it worked great. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mr. President, it's been a little crazy at the White House with the protesters and you actually had to go into the bunker the other night. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It was not about, they see they use the term bunker that became very popular. Okay. To say, Oh, president Trump's in a bunker. It wasn't a bunker. I know, you know, BGMP was in a closet somewhere, but that's, <laughs> that's for another discussion. Okay. But no, I was not, in a, I was not in a bunker. I was in a, it's called a secure location. And, uh, you know, it was just me and Ivanka, of course. And we had to close the door before Jared or Melatonin could get in with the two of us. So it was just us uh, spending quality time uh, as, you know, it was getting a little hectic outside, but we're going to put an end to that. But it was, it was tough, but it was great to spend some quality time with, uh, with Ivanka. I, I, you know, we had the temperature turned way down in the bunker. Uh, you know, just so, uh, you know, you remember the UN picture? I do. I do remember. So you're trying to recapture that picture and just do oh, a She looked so picture. nice. She looked so nice in that picture. So I thought, let's turn down the uh, temperature. And then, you know, I said, okay, turkeys are done. And we stopped lowering the temperature. And it was, uh, we watched a movie, which was nice. We watched a movie, Chinatown, Chinatown, which has nothing to do with China. But, uh, you know, you may not understand the significance of that, but I know a lot of our listeners will understand the power of a movie like Chinatown. And, you know, so it's, uh, it's a good thing. It is a good thing. It's, uh, it's being a very good father, looking out for his daughter like that, even though his wife and son weren't in there. Where, where was Baron and, and Melania or Melatonin, you call her? Where were they? Well, Madagascar was upstairs. <laughs> and uh, Brendan, you said? Baron. Baron is his name. Well, Billy was somewhere and I don't, I, you know, it's a big house. And what was important is that I had Ivanka all to myself and we had a great night watching. Uh, Chinatown. Watching Chinatown, which is a great movie. I'll that have to ending, look it up. Well, that ending at Chinatown, that ending at Chinatown, we always, Ivanka and I always laugh at that. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get the joke when I Google this later. <laughs> I'm sure it's well, it's a classic film. It's a classic film. It's uh, it's called film noir. You ever heard that phrase? Yes, I have. I film have noir. That. It means blacks. Uh, noir. Is that what it so means? Okay. It means you know. But what's funny is a lot of the film noirs didn't have any black people, so that's why that's you know it's kind of it's like ironic. I think, don't you think? It's very ironic. And it's like film talk. noir <laughs> with no black people. You hitting bars on that one, Mr. President. Well, you know, ever since Nate Dog died, rest in peace. Hopefully he's singing to Jeff Epstein in heaven. Uh, you know, we need somebody else to do great hooks, okay? I've done great hookers, but now I want to do great hooks because, you know, I have bars, and now, you know, I want to lay out some tracks. I might put out, like, a Heal the World kind of song or, like, a We Are the World kind of song for the people. I think you should do that, Mr. President. You should do a I, We I Are the think, World. I think I might actually do that. I think that would be great for the people to hear. You know, we get like Ted Nugent, Chris Rock, not Chris, Chris Rock, Kid oh, Rock, no, Kid, Kid Rock. Oh no, they spoke. Yeah, you know, thinking about Leonard from before had me thinking of 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 the wrong race. So it would be uh, Kid Rock, the great Kid Rock, and Ted Nugent, and we put together like a nice Toby Keith. Maybe get some Toby. You know, there's a lot of country. The country artists love me. I'm sure, you got a few country guys for sure. Yeah, so we put that together and we sing a song and we raise money for. How about uh, Kanye? You not put Kanye in the album? You need some hip hop. Yeah, that's a great. He can produce it. How about mm, that? We that's... get Kanye to produce, and uh, you know we get Kim to come back into the uh, the VIP section. <laughs> inspire, maybe inspire extra bars. <laughs> I think we're onto something. I think you know I started this episode. I think the people might have been able to tell it's. You know, it wasn't, it's just a tough time for America. I can admit that, even though they have the greatest president of all time. 
it's a tough time. But I think that now we're, we're, we're cooking, as they say. And I mean, with, with exposing Tony the Tiger and now thinking of maybe doing a charity song with some great people. You know, I think, I think we're looking, we're giving people the optimism, okay, that they need. Now, not optimism. Now, in this song, the, I know this is just made up, but I was just wondering, thinking out loud, are you going to go in a get rid of COVID, bring the country together kind of vibe? Or are you going to go with like a get rid of racism, bring the country together vibe? Which road are you going to go down? Well, which one am I more likely to get to say the N-word? Um, I'm probably going to go to the COVID way because I don't think you're going to say the N-word bringing the country well, what together. If I'm real with... clever? What if I'm real clever in the, in the racism verse and I like turn the villain into a guy who says the N-word a lot? So it's almost like I'm doing a character. And that'd be Kanye's, Kanye's decision on that one, I think. Well, Kanye's there to give me permission to say it as many times as I want. But I think <laughs> that, uh, no, we can have multiple verses, okay? We start with the COVID. Um, the COVID, vicious like Sid. <laughs> I like that first line. Sudden infant death syndrome. Making these bars right off the Trump dome. <laughs> they say America's falling, but this ain't Rome. But I am Julius Caesar. So if you're not hot, you should feel fear. <laughs> Mic drop, N-word. That's the song. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. That is perfect. Um, now, Mr. President, a couple more questions. And then we have, uh, I know at the first episode every month, you, you take fan questions and answer the fans of the, of the it's podcast. It's the first of the month. Tweet up, tweet up, tweet up. There you go. You got, you're full of bars today. Well, seeing all these black people in the street has really woken my hip up. <laughs> My inspired you. Spirit. It, it, well, there's, it woke up my hip-hop spirit. It's been a while since I started dropping lyrics on people, and they got to know. They got to know in these streets that, uh, you know, I rap better than Obama. <laughs> well, Mr. President, the Antifa you were saying earlier, Antifa is a terrorist group now. Now, Antifa, I, I'm not going to say they had nothing to do with these riots. I did like, her, I did like Antifa's song, though, U-N-I-T-Y. It's, it's not, it's, we're talking about two different people. It's Queen Latifah and then Antifa. Queef Antifa. Well, if that's the nickname you want to give Antifa. But. You ain't a it, bitch or a hoe. Mr. President, you got to focus with me here, right here. I know you're in the hip hop game right I'm now. In the, right now, I'm, I'm thinking of beats. I'm going to head to the Trump lab <laughs> right after this. Put together some beats. I think that first verse of COVID, vicious like Sid. It's fire. It's a vicious enemy. And then I dropped the SIDS, SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. I'm coming up with these lyrics off the Trump dome. They say we're turning into Rome. But uh, get off we'll the streets see. and go home. No, terrible bar. You ruined the song. <laughs> I had a total, total and complete flow going, and you totally wrecked it. Uh, my apologies, it's, Mr. President. I just have a question. Antifa is now considered a terrorist group. How come the white nationalists from Charlottesville, who actually caused a death there by running someone over, and the KKK, who has a history of uh, just existing? Uh, based on the white race is um, better than everyone else and their hatred towards Jews and any minority. Now, how come those aren't terrorist groups, but Antifa is a terrorist group? They all stand for not liking someone. Because Antifa is worse. Next question. Okay. It's Pride Month. Now, what are you planning? <laughs> he's not well. He's not. He can't come to the to the to the mic right now. Now, Ob Obama lit the the White House up right, rainbow for for Pride Month. Well, that's because you know he likes Skittles, and you know, like uh, you know, he probably buys them. He probably buys them on the subway. He likes Skittles. Everybody acted like that was uh, LGBTQ, but it's just because African Americans enjoy. Skittles. 
So he so gets the, too much credit for that. So the rainbow was like just related. If the White House was green, that's because he likes Sprite, not because it's St. Patrick's Day. I got gotcha. you. If it's if it's a, a pinkish red for Valentine's Day, no, it's because he loves watermelon. <laughs> God, I I didn't know this. I'm learning so much tonight. Now, so for Christmas, when it's red and green, what does that stand for? Not Christmas, or that's Christmas? Well, that's gang sign for stealing money. That's the blood, <laughs> and the the blood is the red, and the green is the cash that he's stealing. It's quite simple. So all these lighting, the, now they're all total making codes, sense. Total all Obama, codes, total Obama, Obama codes. Are you doing anything special for Pride Month for the White House or your administration? Well, every Pride Month per our prenup, Melania has to uh, have an extended session with a female escort that I tape and watch. And uh, so we take great, you know, we, it's a great Pride celebration. A lot of pride in Pride Month. Well, there's also a lot of shame if you see what Melania and this other woman do. But, you know, we call it Pride and Shame Month. Pride and Shame Month. Mr. President, we're going to get to the fans' questions today. Now, we got these from, from Facebook, from Twitter, from Instagram. Our first question is from a gentleman, Chris Tentoni. I apologize if I mispronounced it. He says, Mr. President, have you had to abort any plans in the wake of the recent... Eight times. <laughs> Can you let me finish the question? Sure, but it, well, the answer is eight. <laughs> Have you had to abort any plans in the wake of the recent civil unrest in Washington, D.C.? Not like abort, meaning like, did you have to cancel anything or change things around? Well, Not yeah, like I said, but I understand this is a narrower time frame. So once, I'd say during this, the last week, it's only been one. Only, only one time. Okay. You know, right, we're so. trying to get it. I'm a very pro-life guy, but we're trying to make it an essential service. <laughs> so Chris, I hope the Mr. President answered your question. Um, the next question comes from Robert W. Malik. And he says, are you concerned that China might dig a hole through the earth to break into your bunker? Well, China, you know, as you know, it's a common thing you learn as a kid in kid science. <laughs> you can dig a hole to China if you're in the beach and you keep digging the sand. Eventually you get to China. This is just good science. <laughs> And so we're concerned, but we've put in a lot of technology, okay, under the bunker that will stop China from getting into the bunker. So, so we've, we, we have thought of it. We have thought of it. That's a good question. It is a good question. We've thought of it strongly, and we've acted very strongly. And it's, uh, believe me, if they try to dig into that bunker, they're not going to have a nice day. You've thought of this already, because when you were younger, you were taught you can dig to China. So you're you're ahead of the game here. See, that's the thing. People think I just started talking about China in the last couple of years. This has been a lifelong concern I've had, because when a country is hostile to you, and they can dig, if they're at the beach, and they have very motivated, and they have a lot of people. So if they get a lot of people on the beach, digging, they could get to us, and so. I've thought about that for a long time. Well, very smart of you, Mr. President. This, this third question, next question is from at Doc Sock So Maha. And they want to know, tell us about how great are the food rations in the presidential bunker? Can you tell us about the food down there? Do you get to get McDonald's down there? I like that question. Well, what we have is we have an emergency, it's called an emergency supply of McDonald's. We had a McDonald's kitchen sort of installed. So we have all the frozen patties and the fish fillets and the fries, of course, you got to have the fries. Of course. And then we keep a, uh, we keep a worker down there permanently who just makes, is ready in case we have to use the bunker. So you have a bunker McDonald's chef just on call, ready to go. Exactly. Well, it's, it's like a McDonald's 
because the bunker is usually used for other things and I don't want to get into that, but let's say it's when, you know, you have special visitors coming to the white house, you know? So it has, it's a multi-purpose sort of, uh, and it's not a bunker, by the way, I don't like that term. It's a, uh, well, the official name is the presidential cum dumpster shack, but now we're not using it in that capacity. So it's just the presidential shack. Uh, so it's good. Shaq, of course, who's saying hips don't lie. So it's all coming, all coming together. <laughs> um, Mr. President, this is from at TurboDog08. Uh, wants to know what about upcoming Independence Day, you know, 4th of July? What's going to happen? It's, it's less than, a, it's about a month away. Are there any plans? Do you see this country coming together for the 4th of July? I don't want to spoil this, but I feel like I might be tipping off uh, a July 4th family tradition. But, you know, everybody does the hot dog eating contest. Yes. Around noon, I play an early round of golf. And then I, and I've made, she's been doing it since she was like 13. Ivanka loves hot dogs. <laughs> so I just say, it's like a little joke we play where I say, Ivanka, how fast can you eat these 10 hot dogs? Yeah, so it's like a, she's like the Nathan's hot dog eating contest she's in, but it's a private one. Right, and I, but I don't let her snap the hot dog. She just has to eat them whole because that's how they're made. They're made whole. You can't cheat. That's a cheater if you break them in half. You, well, you understand. Right. Trumps don't cheat. Well, not yeah. Well, no, not in not in this situation. Of course, sometimes you cut corners, but no, I get the, uh, you know, and unlike the the fake people at the Fourth of July, like Nathan's, foot long hot dogs, no bun. Ivanka's got to take ten of them. At at one one time, where she gets a little bit of. Well, no, it's one. It's it's all just. <laughs> so it's ten hot dogs in one, one bite. No, no, no. But it's all it's all family fun. Like we're laughing while she's doing it. But she's got to like in other words, she can't chew it and she can't break it. Swallow the hot dogs. <laughs> ah, that is the funniest sandwich tradition ever. Well, it's a funny little thing, you know, the hot dog eating contest, and she does it right though. I mean, she she give Joey Chestnut a run for his money if she can swallow them all whole. That's amazing. Props to you, Ivanka. Now, Mr. President, our, our next question comes from uh, at... Well, no, uh, no, no. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> she, uh... It's not like an easy... The reason it's like a fun game, it's not easy. So she's, not. you know, like sometimes she ends up gagging like while, while doing it. And then we laugh and it's, you know, it's just, it's like, that's our lunch tradition on, uh, on, uh, 4th of July. It's great patriotism. Uh, that's funny. So, uh, turbo dog 08. Now, you know, what's going to happen 4th of July. Uh, this is next from, uh, at BR period Ooks 13, Mr. President, sir, what do you plan to do in your second term to top your first terms? Tremendous achievements. What a question. That is a true fan of the show. I like that. Well, I'm thinking about launching a nuke at <laughs> California or New York and instituting Prima Nocta. If you remember Braveheart, this was where the king gets to go to like whatever wedding is taking place and he gets to, he gets to have the bride first. So I think those are two strong things we could do. Just nationwide, you're going to start that? Well, I, you know what? I kind of want to go to other states because if I go to like the South, they, they are, we would discuss this before. The, the people are practically begging me to, you know, impregnate their, right. their, their, their daughters, their hot SEC cheerleading daughters. So I might want to go to like a state that would really hate me, you know, like a, what's a good one? New York, California. No, but, but no, like I, those are too big. I want to go to like one of these little folksy, corny states, you know, like Vermont. Uh, yeah. Vermont would be beautiful. <laughs> you know, take the maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Now, Mr. President, this is a, a great question. I love this question. This is the questions a, really bring out like a, a type of energy from me. They, they really, you know, yeah. we, we get very sensual with the we, answers. Well, they're, they, they, they're close to your heart, Mr. President. This is from ad underscore uh, Vandalay Industries. Who are your top five guys you'd rather have as a son-in-law over Kushner? I saw that question on Instagram, right? That's an Instagram question. It is an Instagram question. That is, that, no offense to anybody else, but that is the best question I think so far. I was hoping you'd ask that one when I was on the gram looking at the, uh, the boob models. I don't look at the boob <laughs> models. That's, that's for another group of people. But uh, I, top five. Okay, top five. I think you got to start. We, we already discussed Chris Hemsworth. Um, I think that was on a Patreon, Mm -hmm. but I'm giving a little clue to the people. Chris Hemsworth would be a great, you know, I want people that remind me of me and he's a big, strong, handsome, blonde, talented guy. That's the type of person Ivanka should be with. So he'd be five. I think that, uh, you know, along those lines, Tom Brady obviously would be number four. He's married, so that's not going to happen for now. But that's, of course, a talented, rich, successful, sort of tall, handsome guy like me. He's down in Florida now. He's close to you, close to Mar-a-Lago. Be a, it would be such a, hang a out. powerful kind of connection. It would be so nice. Uh, number three, you know, I think at number three, you've got you to probably talk about, uh, well, you know, there's so many choices. You remember the kid who killed the people at the church in South Carolina? Did, did Roof, that guy Roof, whatever his name is, that, that, that sicko? Dylan Roof, thank Dylan you. Dylan Roof, you want him as a son-in-law? No, 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 no. I was just thinking I wanted to send him a, a good luck letter. But no, not the, it was just, I got sidetracked. But no, I don't want to, that's, you know, I just wanted you to remind me, you know, you're the tech stuff guy, so I want to make sure I send him a, some money for his commissary. Uh, Sean Hannity would be number three, not okay. a blonde. Okay. A little older, but a great guy, a total pro, somebody who would be so great to have in the family. So Hannity would be three. Number two. Well, number two, you know what? This is going to surprise you probably. Let me hear the rock, the, the rock, rock at really? number two. Because it would probably improve my numbers greatly. You know, he's a very popular, talented guy. I could get great minority support. People of color love The Rock. And, you know, he's a talented, fit guy. And uh, I know Mike Pence would love that. (laughs) So we got The Rock at number two. And number one... Well, I don't even think we need to go. We know who number one would be. Mr. President, I, I'm, that's, that's so nice of you. Really appreciate that. What do you mean? That you'd want me to be your number no, one. Son. You're actually almost last. <laughs> Out of 3.5 billion men, you rank in the last of the 0.5 billion. Uh, I thought you were talking about me. No, no, no. I think everybody knows who the uh, who the choice would be. Number Kanye. No, no. We already put one person that's not white on the list. That's not uh, happening twice. Yeah. Who'd be number one? I can't think of number one right now. I think you can think of who'd be number one because remember the question was not who should, who will, who would I like it to be. In a perfect world, in other words, in a perfect world with no rules. Oh, Jeffrey, no Jeffrey Epstein be number one? Well, I'm not saying that we wouldn't engage in maybe <laughs> that we haven't engaged in some Eiffel Towering, but no, he would not be number one. No rest in power, Jeffrey. <laughs> well, should I, should I leave it up to the listeners to guess? I mean, you can do that. You're the tech stuff guy. I think you're supposed to sort of answer the questions. They don't, they don't, <laughs> I don't know they don't, who it is. I can't well, figure it well, out. Well, I think you know. I think you know, and I think the fact that you're being very cowardly about this. Would it, would it be yourself? 
that's disgusting. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> because this is not about what would happen. This uh, is about if it could, what would be better, and who, who, who better to take care of this person than you know, like. Uh, Nobody complains at all about Woody Allen. I think some people complain, actually. Well, maybe PC people, but most people see nothing wrong with. And he adopted that daughter, okay? So that's not even, he doesn't even have as strong a connection as I do to Ivanka. Well, Mr. President, we have, we have two more questions left. Jeffrey Epstein was brought up, and the next question is about Jeffrey Epstein. It's from uh, at uh, OS String. And uh, the question is, what is your fondest memory you have of your great friend, Jeffrey Epstein? Your fondest moment. Well, you know, I would say for people who, who don't have it yet that I have an album on uh, Amazon and iTunes and other places called Fireside Craps the Deuce. Dropping on that, bars. On that album is a track about what I, the first time I met Jeff Epstein. And I don't want to spoil it because I want people to go listen to the album. So they'll have to find out that. So way. I will say, I'll give my second favorite memory of Jeff okay. Epstein, not the first, which is on the album. I remember when Jeff Epstein invited me to his house in Florida. Great prop. I mean, just such a talented guy, a lot of wealth. And he invited me to his property in Florida. And I went and it was, uh, he was, there was this very short-lived catalog called Victoria's Secrets for Teens. <laughs> I don't remember that. No, no, he had it all made up. He had it all printed out and, and he okay. sent out like very formal invitations. So I remember going to his house for the auditions, for like the tryouts for Victoria's Secret for Teens. And as you can imagine, there were a lot of talented, beautiful young women there. And, you know, I looked it up and the age of consent in Florida is 14. So it's, it's totally okay. Are you sure it's 14? They either said 14 or 18. And I think they said 14. Okay. And you'd be amazed, these young women, you'd think they were 30, the way they were, you know, that's what you get in Florida. You get, it's, it's, you get this crazy mix of like filthy trash and beauty. And I remember we just had such a great time auditioning everybody for Victoria's Secret for Teens. And, you know, it was just, it was, it was innocent fun. It was obviously innocent fun. And we made uh, a lot of memories that weekend. And, you know, nothing, nothing what you're thinking, nothing bad, nothing, you know. Of course not. But it was just, uh, you know, it was, it was, and he was, he was such a, he was such a great guy. He was so, he was so nice to all of these young women. And it's a shame that they're trying to tear him down now. That's why on the next episode of Rotten Oranges, I'll be uh, I'll reviewing. be reviewing the Netflix series that Jeffrey was in. We're looking forward to that. And that's how talented he is. He had a Netflix series after he died. Not a lot of people can do that. Only the infamous. Only the infamous. But he was uh, no, and and you know what? He he remembered that the Victoria. You can I think if you look it up, you can still find Victoria's Secret for Teens. It was a great. Uh, I'll, I'll won't Google that, but I believe you. Uh, <laughs> Everyone, the Mapigas, I think, you know, they're not as cowardly as you. Everybody Google Victoria's Secret for Teens <laughs> slash Jeffrey Epstein slash Age of Consent in Florida. Any other slashes? Slash barely illegal. <laughs> So everyone Google that, please, when uh, you're listening. <laughs> Mr. President, we have one last question here. And this is from uh, at uh, alias underscore uh, candide. says, Mr. President, boxers, briefs, or commando, and why? 
you didn't mention boxer briefs. That is true. Can we go off the record for this one? Yeah, we'll go off the record at the end. Let me, we're off. Double XL depends. <laughs> but here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize this. Most people, the depends, the depends are for piss and shit, if I can use the scientific terms. Yes, of course. Well, I use a special kind of depends for cum. So it's not, I have great control of my, you know, piss and shit, but uh, I'm a very potent man with strong desires and. You just come way too much. So you need a diaper to store your semen. <laughs> that's, that's wild. You are, I mean, at, at that age, Mr. President, that is impressive that you were just coming in your pants multiple times on a daily basis. That is incredible. I'm, I'm almost jealous. The best part, honestly, as tough as the presidency has been, I'm getting a little choked up. This must be hard for you, Mr. President. The last question has been a well, long Well, because week. we're going through a tough time as a country. I understand. Okay? There's Antifa. There's Latifa. There's, you know, all these nasty things happening in our country that's ruining. We didn't even talk about the COVID this week. So there's a lot of bad things, okay? A lot of tremendously bad things going on and we're fighting so hard. And it makes me, it brought a tear to my eye because I was thinking it's hard to find joy. Everybody out there should try to find some joy. If it's a video game, if it's a webcam girl, if it's cookies, whatever like little joy you get to have right now, you should take advantage because we're going through a tough time and we're going to get through it. But a tear came to my eye when you brought that up because I thought the best part of my day is when I get home after a long day, you know, I go to work at 11.30 a.m. And sometimes... I think I know what happens when you come home. <laughs> you, you take the diaper off, the dependence off. Excuse me. It's just, it's, I think everybody's under a lot of stress right now. Everybody's under tremendous stress, including me, and it can make you a little emotional. I know I'm only showing this to the Mapigas. I couldn't do this for like the general population, but I know they know me a little better than the average American. I get home, and the best part, I go to work sometimes as early as 11.15 a.m. <laughs> and I don't early. get home. And during these emergencies with COVID, with the blacks rioting, I don't sometimes get home for dinner until 4.45 in the afternoon. And the best part of my day is getting home, going up to the bedroom, taking off, excuse me, taking off, the cum filled depends. We're going through a lot right now. We're going through a lot. Taking that off and getting on the intercom. Excuse me. And telling melatonin to come down to my room, turning it inside out, and smearing it in her face. That is, you just like a cake, like a like a cake trick, just. <laughs> it's called. Gum pie in the face. And it's, it's our little tradition, and we've been quarantined a lot. Okay, a lot of quarantine. So she's been getting two or three a day. And she's been a real trooper. Okay, a real trooper. And because I saw it when the Yankees, I remember watching a Yankee game, and when a player would hit like a winning home run, they'd fill a, pan, a, pie, a tin, like a pie tin, with whipped cream and smush them in the face. 
And I thought every time I come home after having a great day as president, I give credit, okay, to Madagascar. I give credit to her as one of the people helping me. I know everybody thinks we have this bad marriage, but I give great credit to her. She keeps me happy and she keeps me, you know, a little rest from the stress of the job. So that's my way of sharing it with her, of saying like, you're part of this. It's like you're hitting a winning home run for me. Here's your reward. And it's, uh, you know, it's everybody, I hear people say this a lot, but I think it's important. Everybody has to find joy, great joy. And that's, that's ours. Mr. President, I could picture you like running fake bases in your, in your bedroom. And then as you round third, and you're heading home, just. She opens her. the door. She opens the door. That's exactly what we do. And, you know, I just, and then I make her go to dinner like that. And I call it, the, I call it glazed donut melanoma. Oh, shit. Well, that, that's, I feel that's like it. this was like an NC-17 episode. There was a lot uh, of... Uh, there, there were a few. There were a few, uh, a few times. But, you know, Mr. President, we, these are tough times right now, and people have to laugh. And, um, you know, our mind goes in crazy places during these times. And uh, those were the, the listener questions. And, and um, that's the episode today. I just want to, again, thank betonline.ag for sponsoring the episode. And... Um, just one announcement, if you're in the New York area, uh, I'm doing uh, drive-in comedy shows in Astoria uh, at JNOG. I post them all the time. We're Hopefully, the next one is next Tuesday on June 9th. So, uh, I think it'll be Tuesdays at 6 o'clock, so you can check that out. Also, please follow at Trump Pod. You could subscribe to us on iTunes. We are on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Google Play. So any of those, you can check us out. And on Facebook, making podcasts great again. Also at JL Colvin and at Jane Og. Guys, everyone, please be safe. And uh, thanks for listening. And have a great night. Mr. President, the floor is yours. Well, thank you. That was a nice wrap up to the episode. Hey guys, it's JL. Um, I just want to say a couple things real quick. If you're hopefully you're still listening. Um, this was once we got, maybe it was my uh, comedic crutch to go sexual with Trump, but we are obviously dealing with some serious shit right now. And I almost, Jay doesn't know this because I didn't say anything, but about 10 minutes into this episode, I almost said, can we just not do an episode this week? Like I wasn't <laughs> feeling it because the world is fucked up and Trump, whether you like him or not, I'm sure most people listening to this don't like him, is a fucked up, terrible leader. And it feels like it's getting to that point where it didn't feel as funny this week. So I think, I know I hate to explain the podcast, but we're in sort of extreme times right now. I almost dumped this episode like 10 minutes in. I was like, I, I made the George Foreman joke, blah, blah, blah. But then once we got to more stupid, silly stuff, Tony the Tiger, and then me making every possible sexual reference, it just felt safer, oddly enough, to talk like a sexual criminal than to actually make fun of what's really going on in the world right now. So I yeah, hope- Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I hope as they listen to this episode, maybe by the time they get, maybe they'll laugh. I'm sure many of our listeners will laugh their asses off this oh, episode. Oh, it's but, fucking hilarious. But, but, for, the, but for, the, for some of the people who sometimes say, oh, I like it when you don't go so sexual or whatever, I get it. Just think the reason I did that was because it felt easier to go gross than to try to make fun of what's actually going on in the world right now because it's, it's very tense. I get very uncomfortable and sad watching what's going on. Um, you know, on all sides, this is one of those times I'll say, you know, on both sides, I find myself feeling great sympathy and fear for the protesters, but also for some of the police and some of the soldiers. So, you know, it's for sure it, it, that shit isn't easy either. And uh, everybody knows me probably knows I'm not some all lives matter type dude, but you know, I'm just saying this is a tough time. I hope you laughed at this episode. Um, and if you found it a little too crude sexually, just think that was JL's way of trying to escape mocking uh, innocent dead people and racism in this country. It didn't feel mm -hmm. like the right tone to really harp on too much this week. So thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully you listen to this very un-Trump pod-like uh, 
speech at the end, but thank you for listening. Please, uh, we're close to 800 reviews on iTunes. We should, if, if you haven't, please give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you listen, give a review wherever you listen. I know Stitcher allows people to review and uh, tell a friend, you know, tell a friend that you think might like the show because we, we're still a hot show right now and we're really looking to still grow while we, while we can. Um, so thank you for your support. Thank you to all the Patreon uh, people. There'll be bonus content starting early next week. There'll be the usual amount of like four or five pieces of bonus content. Reminder for Perfect Tens, there's a bonus video. I did a five minute Trump video that I probably could have made me 500 bucks on YouTube if I had posted it <laughs> and made it public. So at least if you're a Perfect Ten member, it was a five minute video about Trump forming his own social media company. So go watch that. You can't share it, but at least you can enjoy it. You've paid. It's one of the things you've paid for. So sorry for the long speech. Uh, I just felt like I wanted to tell, explain myself. And then at the same time, thank you for listening and sticking with us. And hopefully you can help us continue to grow. So thank you, Jay. Thank you, everybody. And God help us all.